Hello, hello, Chic NYC girlinas. Welcome to another episode of Chic NYC and Just Like That Recap. I am Melissa Rich coming to you live from my bed where I've been uh, much of the day. Um, This episode was one of my favorite to do. I've had an absolute vision of recording a full episode of In Just Like That Recap while I am dining. Live from a restaurant, I'm in full dine. Uh, you know, I wanted oysters, martinis, everything. And that is exactly what happened. I, I, I manifested it. It was an absolute joy. So my guest is Allison Leiby, who is so fabulous. I know her from stand-up. We've been friends for years. And this was absolutely the person to do this with. She is always... She just knows how to dine. She knows how to eat. She knows how to drink. She knows how to do it. Every time we hang out, we're like, okay, fucking strap in. And um, it's always a, a fucking blast. So we sat down at Servos to discuss the app. And I really wanted to have her on uh, because she not only is a great time, but a really, really talented writer. She's written for uh, Miss Maisel, uh, The President Show on Comedy Central. She's worked with Alana Glazer on her special. She's just, you know, and she, something you really need to check out is her hour on abortion, which is coming to Cherry Lane in the West Village. So stay tuned for that. You can find her on at Allison Leiby. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. So look out for that. But I wanted to get her take on the writing on the show. And boy, do I. So, you know, is the sound great throughout the whole thing? Probably not. Probably not. We're live in a restaurant. So take it for what it is. And But regardless, we had an absolute blast doing it. So I hope you enjoy it. And please keep writing in, DMing me, thoughts on the show. Um, shout out to Nicole, who always messages me after every app. Love you so much. Um... But enjoy, and I hope you're having a great weekend. Mwah. That's so funny you say that. We are at a literal chat and chew, as they do on the show. We are <laughs> dining full force, but it, which is the only thing to do in New York. Yeah, I mean, look, Sex and the City was built on them going out to eat and like going out to bars. Dining and then walking from whatever location that they were eating at to wherever they're going, and that's the entire show. Yes. Well, thank you for indulging me in this insanity. Literally, since I started the podcast, I was like, it's my dream to be out drinking a martini, eating oysters, chatting about... Hey, goddamn Diaz. Hey, it's Che Diaz. And by that I mean it's Alice. And and that should have been the first time the podcast. Hey, it's Che Diaz. And like literally the world implodes. Um, It's insane. Well, I guess I will ask you first how generally you have been enjoying the series. I guess, how was your first episode watch? I feel like I have to ask everyone. Oh, that's like. My first of this version. Of this. Not of Sex and the Season. Yes. I wouldn't remember it. It's been so long. I mean, I definitely. Oysters. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Stunning. Wow. Wow. These look amazing. Um, We ordered fried oysters and raw oysters to just double up. Just to make sure that we got all of Max oyster consumption. Um, These look incredible. But uh, the first episode, I'm trying, like, it's so, like, my remembering of watching it is so overshadowed by just how it ended that, like, all I remember watching it was, like, and just like that, big died. <laughs> like, and just, Literally. like, that's it. Well, because I, I have told this story in the podcast 
York, but I was like, they always get me emotionally. Like, I thought yes. it was an insane episode. I thought the rating was absolutely insane. But I was full sobbing watching him die. Oh, definitely. And then I cried. the line, I'm crying laughing that they had the balls, which I love, to do and just like that big died. Like, I mean... It's the one thing that, like, the show was built on in its original is, like, being like, yeah, they, they did that. Like, they went there. Like, yeah, but, like, they did. Like, they really just said, like, and just like that big guy. Like, and just like that big guy. I couldn't help but wonder, is Big dead? Like, <laughs> And fabulous. I hope that we see, like, more of that where it's, like, like, to me, that was the campiest thing that's happened on the show. Yes. That was pure camp, and that was, like, the tone that I want the entire show to have. These are so fucking good. I'm so glad that you saw those, and I'm Natasha glad that there's some out. background noise so no one can hear us actually. Choose. That is something I did not think about, but like, we are going to be full Absolute crime. But thank God we will not. Well, this week, as you said uh, when we chatted earlier, I did feel previous series vibes. Yes. And it was like the Z-Carry downtown it's so funny to me like obviously I just like know too much and like whatever like obviously everything is downtown all the time in the show but we're like pretending to be uptown yeah they don't hang out like where the real housewives of New York hang out like they don't hang out at the Regency like they go out to like cool restaurants downtown downtown so like when she's like oh I'm a downtown girl I'm like bitch you've been a downtown girl like that's how I see that she's like the ultimate downtown I know but like it's so funny and I think that that's not really like talked about a ton in the show they're not like we are upper east side uptown girl like they never made the distinction that they were uptown girls so to start this whole downtown narrative was like kind of funny but I was like well and it looked Tribeca right is that what you thought it looked white Tribeca yeah I think it was it seemed like Tribeca or that far west like non-neighborhood that's like it's not Soho and it's not the West Village and no one wants to claim it because it's basically the Holland Tunnel exactly the most chaotic I hate that apartment Oh my god. When she wa- also like the whole thing was like, was it green screen? Why did it look so it looks like bizarre? They made up that backdrop. Well, I was like, that's what also confused me. I was like, what is that? Like obviously New Jersey, I guess, but yeah. like I think that there's specific buildings in that skyline even that I would recognize and I saw none of them. Yeah, it really That was really bizarre. And I could not think of an apartment that's like less her. Well, like, it's like we saw, like, we've known her apartment forever, and it's perfect, and every, like, New York girl is like, oh, I wish I had her apartment. It's totally. Like, it's my dream. And obviously she was going to end up there. And then, like, also, but, like, even where she lived with Big was, like, cozy and, yeah. like, stylized and cool. She and is a cozy bitch. She's not, like, that's, like, where Miranda would live if she had more money. You yeah. know? Like, that, like, yeah. a white box with, like... Or Samantha. No, yeah, like, or like Samantha. Like I mean, yeah, they're trying to, like, bring some it's so bizarre and I do want to say so last episode I was enthralled by the fact that we saw Carrie's stairs which I know is the yeah. randomest detail ever but uh, I had a few listeners 
messaged me that they were also excited, so I stand by that. And why I think it was exciting is just like the background of the people who owned the apartment that they used for the exterior, which is obviously on Perry Street in West Village. Yes. What a fucking deal to just give your exterior only. They were literally not allowed in the building. Yes. So I'm wondering, I don't think that that is the interior of 66. It must be, it must be a similar walkout yes. somewhere. Because when she was like walking out the door in this episode and I was like, okay, those doors do match. Yes. So good on them for detailing. Like a lot like of a lot of Yeah, oh, 100%. They can find that anywhere. But it was just like, so I don't know why I am still thrown off by it, but I'm glad to know that other people are too. But I'm just like, this is historic. Yes. Anyway, um, what was your feelings on the Miranda? I feel like what sticks out to me the most is the playbacks of the Miranda. The memories, the To me, it was like stock photo, like yoga, something. Like it was the weirdest. Like why wouldn't they just use flashbacks of the actual scene? Why was it in like a weird like dream state, white room? I felt like there was like fog and not, it wasn't the weed smoke, which like Right. these people like not heard of vaping like not everybody like smokes weed also everyone's obsessed with the actual scene yes. show us that show us whatever like even, the whether you're traumatized like, by it or what yes show us that again the barking all of it yes give it to us whatever it was her jerking to, off to like kind of redo it in a neutered way felt like a very strange choice Cynthia Nixon did direct this episode and I'm like, that is, is that like an art? She's like trying to like stretch her artistic editorial wings and be like, great point. That's a great point. And yeah. it was very cool to see her name come up at the end. It was like a powerful yeah. end of episode. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's not going to say Governor of New York, but we'll say Director. It won't say Governor of New York, and that is unfortunate, but it will say Director of the Nixon. Um, yeah, I think I was just kind of like, what choice was that? I also think that, and I shared this with you, and I'm now like, will it, will it? But I think that there are going to be some sexual vibes between her and the professor. I think so, too, because that friendship came on so fast that I could see them bringing on a romantic relationship really fast with her. It just, like, I wish it didn't all feel so dark and that she wasn't married to somebody who she got mad at for cheating on her. Like... She, like, Steve cheated on her was, like, the whole plot point she had in the first movie, and it was devastating, and, like, for her to do that and be like, what, what's the big, like, what's the big deal? Like, I get that that's a lot, like, with her sexual identity of trying to, like, sort out, like, is she queer or is she not? Like, but, like, either way, you're cheating on your husband, <laughs> like... And that where you has loved Steve been? Right. Are you a Steve girl? I'm a Steve fan. Especially like the few moments of him we've seen in this has been like so endearing and like I don't know why they had to make him like an octogenarian. Like they're like, oh Steve's deaf and he doesn't understand anything. And I'm like, what? Steve is like a bartender, bar owner, fun guy. Like why is he this like old guy, old Brooklyn guy? Like totally. And like. I think they literally cannot show Steve while Miranda is doing this because it will upset everyone so much. And, like, fair. But I think that, like, they did their best to make him, like, so unappealing in the first ones. Like, is it working? Sure. But, like, I'm kind of glad that they're leaving him out of it so it's not a direct response to the unhappy marriage and it can be, like, a queer awakening in that way. 
I wish that her, and I know this isn't all necessarily, I mean, I guess we touch on it in this episode because they're drinking that, like, non-alcoholic, like, sparkling rosé, but, like, I wish that it wasn't, like, in that, like, it's, one, it's an affair, two, it's, like, her whole, like, queer awakening is kind of enmeshed in this drinking problem, and, like, it's just, like, they're, and, and also her kind of, like, boomer wokeness discovery, like, it's, like, there's just a lot of, like, stuff on top of it that, like, it, it feels so much heavier than if it was just, like, even if she was just married and was, like, holy shit, my whole life I didn't realize this, like, versus, like, I'm at having a midlife crisis also, and I'm drinking too much, and my marriage is falling apart, and my kid is fucking his girlfriend too much, or whatever, like, I'm just like, and like, and I don't understand how to talk to a black person, like, it's like, that's just not the Miranda that we knew in, for 10 years, 25 years now, like, it's kind of a bummer, and I wish it wasn't so bladed. I agree, and the, the wig isn't helping either. Let's talk about that. They're not. When are we getting doing her red hair? hair? Like she, that's what has it must be whenever yeah. she. But I'm like, she's soberly decides that. Right. I don't know what that is. I'm like, are we relapsing? The thing with all of it is like, I would love them to, exactly like you said, not muddle it with all of these other things she's going through, and more focus on and maybe. If you think about who her best friend has been this whole time, which is Carrie, bisexual, denier, you know, yeah. whatever, it's like, okay, maybe Carrie's she... Carrie's like the least progressive of all. Exactly. Them. Although my favorite line of the episode was, you are not progressive enough for this. That is Charlotte. hilarious. I just wish that, like, there were more lines where it's like, yeah, actually, I kind of did feel this way. I have been attracted to women. I didn't really act on it. I was dating men or whatever. Like, a little bit more of anything. I feel like they're kind of not going for it in this way. And obviously, she is with someone non-binary, so it's different. It's not like, right, you know. That's, it's not, it's it's not like I to her. Exactly. And I like that they're kind of playing with the nuances of that. But I do wish that there was a little bit more. I just wish it didn't feel as dark. There's some, yeah. there's like a there's a darkness over yeah. it, and I don't know if part of that is like that we know that Cynthia Nixon is a queer person, and therefore like it does feel like oh we have to do that. Like I don't, there there just like is like a tone to it that I wish didn't exist because like I do think it's an interesting story, especially for like a woman of her age and with her friends and her socioeconomic. Like I'm like it's a great story to tell, and I wish like I think the drinking is what makes it feel so. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to be like, oh, that was just drunk me. Like, which I don't think it is, because, like, she messages Che at the end. And, right, you know, right. And I like that. I like that they're, like, making this not just the drinking problem and whatever. I hope that they connect the dots a little bit more between, like, Charlotte dealing with this with her child. And, like, I, that's where I think the, this, you're not progressive enough for this line. I feel like Charlotte's actually, like, kind of threatened that Miranda is, like, open to this, where she is obviously struggling in some ways, even though in this episode, like, less Or that so. she's more, like, it's like, yeah. I'm, like, I was already the one dealing with this, and now you're fucking someone. <laughs> stealing like, my thunder. Yeah. Also, I do like that they had Charlotte, like, in a sex stream about them. Like, that was kind of fun to it me. It was cute. And, like, I like that. because Charlotte... And it's so bizarre how this happens where we are suddenly surprised that, like, Charlotte is sexual, but, like, is she's always been more upfront and, uh, like, sexually available. Yeah. Like, to even just talk about it than Carrie, who's supposed to be a goddamn sex writer. So funny. Um, I did love the... 
breakdown at the storage unit. Yes, I thought that was a really, I was like, it felt like we had kind of dropped big step. Like last episode, like it was just like, all right, now we're moving on, like some real estate discussions, but like other than that, like exactly. this is like a nice way of dealing with it. And like her leaving, wearing like his tux and cummerbund over like a hot pink gown, which I'm like, what a look. She has ne- like, her fashion has never been better. I agree. I think she looks and the Patricia Field drama. Yeah, especially this episode, the dinner that they have, like the first dinner. I was like, this is when she has the button down that's like open and she has all the necklaces. I'm like, that's how I would like to dress. Yes, I'm glad. Whatever work SJP does is perfect, and I'm glad. Like, but I'm glad that they did the consultation and showed that. Like, I think that these are the interesting things that like current Sex in the City would. If it was still on, like right. that's what the show would be talking about. Like I'm glad. I think that's why I think this episode felt the most like, yeah, somebody would go think about getting a facelift and like, you know, like I love the professor like, you know, having sex and being like, I don't want to do IVF anymore. I'm like that felt so true to the original conceit of the show. Totally. Also, like I forget who that actress is and what else she's been in, but I'm obsessed with her. She's stunning. Oh my god. Like her, absolutely. Stunning. Like just like everything about her. I'm like, oh, I forget. There's some other role she's played that I've also really liked that I feel like just an instant, like, I already like you, which I like you and this other thing is this other person. Oh my god. To me, it's so immediately on a character side in this show is sometimes tough, but with that character, it is absolutely possible. I know, I did like the dinner scene. I liked her, like, discomfort. I like that she's being a little bit, like, vulnerable. And I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah. I like that they are giving us stories of the other non-central women that, like, we get the professor, whose name I'm going to forget and never remember ever, um, dealing with her fertility issues. Yeah. We get, like, um, Carrie's real estima dealing with, like, being in her 50s and not being married and being from a traditional Indian family where, like, she had an arranged marriage and, like, they are, like, desperate for her to be with somebody and she's mostly happy alone, which I think is something that's, like, really beautiful that we usually got from Samantha. And I feel like they're kind of, like, they're dipping in, like, I felt like this was a nice episode where they finally gave us the kinds of storylines we want that aren't, like, the four of, the three of them being, like, my kid is trans, like... I'm old and normal. It's dead. almost it's like, like they dropped all of the bombs in the first yes. like five episodes or whatever, and then like they can kind of like settle in a little bit. But it's like that's a lot. I don't know. Do you feel? I feel like a little bit less. Like it's subsiding a little bit. This uh, we're trying to check all the boxes, and although the cultural appreciation, the cultural appreciation talk in the sorry. That was, I was like, I like cringed a little bit. I was like, I was hand on the forehead. And I'm like, why did this woman agree to be in this scene? I don't know. And then the Diwali scene was actually so short. I kind of wanted something like It was as long as the shopping for the sari scene. And I'm like, well, what are we really telling? Like, not that we need to, like, really spend a lot of time on this other culture, but like. That's that's unfortunately where they are taking another miss, which is very Sex and the City 2, which is. All culture is ultimately fashion, and that's the only way that we relate to women who are not of our culture. I just, like, like, and the thing is, like, I want more shopping. Like, I mean, that's, like, the fun yeah. of Carrie. Oh, and, totally. Like, and all of that's that. a good point. Like, we it's like, Carrie shops all the time. Like, I mean, such a thing. And, like, and also, like, I mean, in reality, Carrie wouldn't be doing a comedy sex podcast. She would be, like, doing, you know, branded marketing for 
sacks and influencer yeah. shit and writing for Vogue and doing all of her shit. Like, she's a fashion girl and, like, we're just not, get, we're getting amazing looks on her, but we're not getting, like, that part of her personality. I mean, it's here and there, like, her in her own closet, but, like, I want to see her shopping. I want to see her, like, ogling a pair, something, like, you know, she used to be able to be like, okay, well, like, I spent my rent money on shoes, and, like, now she's just a rich lady, but it's like, I don't know, can we still have, like, something to lust over and, like, some excitement about buying clothes? Because that's what New Yorkers right. feel. Well, it's so funny you say that. I was thinking while watching this, I'm like, oh, our girl is rich now. Right. And I think part of the fun of watching her shop was, like, we know she can afford this, and this is a fucking stretch, and she's actually making, like, kind of bad, technically, you know, her financial choices, which is fun to watch and, like, relatable. Um, but I would like to see her be able to blow it up, and that's how she would grieve. Yes. She would so, go shopping. She would spend money. Yeah. She would, like, do all that stuff. I don't know. I wish... I wish we got more of that, and maybe there will be a scene of that. Like, I get that the whole show can't be that. But, like... A little gift of clam salad. No! That is yes, so please. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. We are getting treated We're getting hooked up so tonight. well. Very, very sexy. Yeah. Very sexy. Oh, my God. Clams for us? Sherry to start? Okay. Sherry. Like, <laughs> this very, very sexy city. Like, oh getting stuff. But, like, I don't know. I think, like, without Samantha, we've lost the... Any glamour. levity. Like, yeah. the glamour. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Okay. Let's do this. Thank you so much. Gorgeous. Amazing. Gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did you see it? Just ordering drinks on the pod. I love it. This is a, literally, I might do every episode like this because I mean, I'm obsessed with You should. This. I truly. Did you see today? I don't know if this was everywhere. Supposedly, they're not going to do a second season because of Chris Knopf. They're not because of what? Chris Knopf. The allegations. Oh, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, I just ordered with um, whoever dropped off. Thank you. They're it's like Chris Knopf is why they won't do another season. So that to me is like the inverse of what should be exactly. happening. Exactly. Like when men do bad exactly. things, you shouldn't punish the women. Like and that's always. And I don't know. Happens. Like I get it. You don't know who knew what and blah 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 blah. blah. But like unless like you know that everybody on production was complicit with the story from day one, like right. don't punish the show. Like absolutely treat this man like garbage. But yes. like. The women on this show do not deserve to have their season taken away if there was going to be another one. Now, if the ratings are bad, right? <laughs> and they're like, let's story. use this reason, I know. which would rating, be a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I see them setting up a lot to, for there to be a second season, and, and that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, these actions well, I wonder, are now they shot, I mean, they shot and edited everything before that story came out. Well, and so, you remember seeing them in Paris remember that like boat tour goes under the bridge and we see Harry and Big so granted they do film fake scenes so there will be blah but I highly doubt they brought everyone to Paris to film a scene that will now be edited out and that might have been the actual end scene I do 
Yeah, it's fucking lame. Like, I'm that just sucks because, like, I think the show is incredibly flawed. Yeah. The original was also incredibly flawed, and like, I think that like we need more. 100%. Incredible. So good. But like, it's just like I don't know. Like, look, should these like three white women get to like own like gals in New York on the town? Like, no, of course not. But like, there are other shows that exist now, and that's that like also fill that void, and that's great. But like. I don't know, these stories, like, it is interesting to tell some older women's stories, and I think that they are kind of hitting their stride finally after, like, four or five episodes of, like, a lot of starts and stops and a lot of, like, figuring out what it is now. But I think they're finding it, and I just, I don't know. I do love these characters. I would like to see more. Yeah, I do too. Do you, like, do you feel the writing is getting to a good place? I think they're finally getting to what I think the modern version of the original is. I think that, like, I think at first they tried to be, like, too, like, all the pandemic ref words, like, well, back when there was, I was like, what time does this exist during? No one wears a mask on the subway, but, like, the pandemic did happen, but it's, like, only a year later. Like, what, when is this? Like, a fantasy. up to, like, how hilarious. I mean, it was particularly insane for me because I literally, my roommate got COVID the day the show came out, and I, like, I went to a hotel for a night. Like, it was so insane, and it was just, like, for me personally, and I think for everyone, like, the collision of this insane New York surge and the show coming out, the first line of the show being about COVID, I was like, what are these goddamn witches casting right now? Like, it was just so wild to me how they decided to include the pandemic. And I think, like, they just, like, tried... Because they tried to, like, get all these storylines set early. We're like, I wish they had given us a beat to, like, see that, like, Charlotte's daughter might be, like, reckoning with her own identity. And, like, you know, I think, like, they introduced everything at once and it felt like it was, like, headline, 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 headline. Like, topical, zeitgeisty. Like, what are people talking about now? And it felt, like, so, like, not what the show was because... Also, like, this isn't a show that, like, shoots to tape in the week. Like, this is all stuff that, like, was shot a year ago. So it's, like, we've also, like, culturally changed the conversation on a lot of things. But, like, I feel like now that we're into the storylines, it feels more natural. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the Anthony presence has been interesting, and it feels a bit unnatural. Yes. And that sucks. Like, Carrie wouldn't call Anthony. Like, he wouldn't be with her at her at like the realist at the open house to see this apartment. Like, he wouldn't like Stanford would have, and like, and I get that like. That's what they wanted, it and it's like devastating. Anthony in, in where Stanford, Stanford would have been. And it's like, just put a woman in those. Because, like, it feels like if Charlotte was with her, that would have made I would have like, of course Charlotte would go with her to see an apartment. And, like, yeah, just edit. Like, the scene can still play out the same way. Give her more Charlotte lines and, like, less Anthony. But, like, I feel like they wrote them for Stanford and then just, like, went to the past. Like, and, and it's just like yeah. it feels a little forced. Like they would do, like like the bread truck getting her home totally made. I was like, yes, of course they would definitely do that. That's like a fun little bit. But like, you know, the closeness that she had with Stanford was very real. And like, I can't imagine for how close they all were with him. Well, lose him, but like. Like, they yeah. make a scene that is a bit vulnerable, where Carrie and um, Anthony actually connect genuinely, and maybe it is over the loss of 
Stanford or whatever. Like, and the, what I will give them is like I think they were hoping that Willie Garson would come back, and that's. Oh, it's like I have chills like thinking I about it. It's, it's like very upsetting. It's so sad and a uh, true loss for the series for sure and everyone personally. The plastic surgeon scene. Oh, with Jonathan Groff. So with Jonathan Groff, yes. Icon. Uh, absolute icon. I don't know what I was like expecting out of it. I know. I, I can't tell if I think it was like incredibly terrible or like actually right. kind of fun and campy. Like right. the I like I mean I do like them being like, do you want to erase the last fifteen years and like the that realization of like the last fifteen years were really important to me and I loved yeah. them and I don't want to get rid of them and like I'm glad they don't have Carrie getting like a half lift and like Sure. Doing that, like, also, like, Samantha already had plastic surgery on the show. Like, we don't really need. It's not great. And also, like, you know, Kristen yeah. Davis is doing a lot of fillers. Like, we don't need to see more. <laughs> true. Um, true, true, true. We're already seeing it on screen. Um, but like, yeah, it was an interesting scene to play out. Like, it was. It, it had a lot of comedy. It had some good, like, very scary moments. And like, I think that's like a very real. Like, there was an article that like the show is about man, like you know, relating to your own cultural obsolescence as, like, a woman in her 50s, and, like, I think yeah. that was, like, a great, important scene for, like, the show, if that's, like, what it's trying to show, oh and God. I think they did a good job with that, but there were that moments... That my mind. That is Like, that's what it's it. about. Like, they were such relevant people in their 30s and 40s, because you are relevant when you're in your 30s and 40s in New York, and, like, no matter where you are, you're irrelevant when you're in your 50s, culturally. Um, and that's why I'm like, I will watch it and I will talk about it and I will right. absolutely blast as much as I can because I think it is important. And the only way to create any relevance is to see these stories and expand people's minds. Yeah, I think there's like an interesting element to like watching it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. To watching it as being um, the ages they were. Like, we are, I'm 38. Like, I am how old they were in the middle of the original. So, like, being a touch younger, like, but knowing that's coming, there, I think that, that for me there feels like a little bit of, like, an anxiety darkness to it where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what's coming, isn't it? And, like, before watching it when I was in my 20s and they were in their 30s and 40s was so exciting. Totally. And there's something totally. very not exciting about watching it at this well, age. Well, and it them makes me wonder, like, it's kind of... I feel like it goes scene by scene for me because there's some scenes where Carrie seems fabulous and happy and, like, the life seems cool. And I love that. But I almost wish that they just, like, blasted it all, like, to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, actually, you can be 55 in New York and your life is sick. You don't have to get hip surgery. You don't have to be a plastic surgeon. You'd be enjoying your goddamn life and having a lot of fun. I think I'm missing them having fun. I think I wish they had more fun. Like, I want to see... Like, Grand, big Charlotte died, whatever, just, but it's yeah, like, big died, and that's a bummer. But like, you know, they like they would all go out more, and not just to lunch, you know, like yeah. and not just to a dump picnic. And I get that there are like real working in television, um, there were real shooting yeah. obligation, like uh, obstacles to totally. trying to make a show in the last two years. So like, I get that they were limited in what they could probably do in some ways, but like. Yeah. 
women still have like a fabulous dinner out and like a night where they all get too drunk at a dinner that they go to. Like, they're well, ending- and that's why I'm still mad about the Miranda drinking pot. Yeah, because it's like that really does. We're suck missing the, fun out of the, it. the the fun of what it's like to be able to go out when you have a lot of money and you're yes, stable and you're yes. like comfortable in your relationships and you're just having a good time. And like that's what the show is supposed to be. And like I just wish we had more of it. It is. They dropped us in at a place where everyone's life is changing so drastically that like fun is not necessarily on the agenda. Everyone's kind of like in survival mode, which like I get it and that's relevant in, you know, pandemic years and that's cool. I don't know. The plastic surgery thing to me, I almost was like, okay, well like then take a stance. Like I guess there was a little bit of it, but I feel A, with like so much, I guess it's different with trans. Sometimes I feel like hate around plastic surgery is then ultimately like anti-trans in some ways you know what I mean like it's just like a little bit like there's not like touching on that and then I do like you know we see an overfilled Charlotte saying Botox and filler not the end of the world but it's just kind of like then be like no do it all if you want to do it or say fuck you to it like I feel like there was it was very wishy-washy and the screen was crazy to see Gorgeous. Yeah, the what they showed us oh, and like them showing us like Carrie from the show was you know, that felt like I don't know, that like hit me in a very intense yeah. way. Me I too. Know. Me too. And I was kind of like, what am I actually feeling in this moment? Because I think there is like the element of sadness and her saying I remember her. Obviously we all were like, yeah, me fucking too. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, but then, like, you don't want to take that time where it's like, oh, I miss her. It's like, you want to love this new, older version. And, right. Like, Who's stunning and comfortable yes. and all yeah. these things. Yeah. I do, the one thing I do hope, great song, um, is that, like, we need to see, like, the excitement of being a still single, like, what, what Samantha always gave us was, like, that you can be single and continue to be single later in life and that can be really fun and freeing and like independent and like I think we can get that from Sina and I hope that we get like I think they're bringing us towards like her dating and her like but right now it feels like is it sad that this woman is 53 and doesn't have a husband and I'm like can we just see her like fuck a great like a good looking guy she clearly is and like and I don't want the only single woman experience for us to really see is to be Miranda, newly queer and divorced from Steve, because that's not the same thing as a, a woman who has been single this whole time, or maybe years ago got a divorce and is like out and living her life as a single woman. One hundred percent. And like Carrie's response, yeah, Carrie's response to her never being married. I was kind of like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Like that easily could have been Carrie. She said she didn't want to get married like yes. years ago on the yes. show. Like, one nail on the head it's literally that is the Samantha Gap but like sell us sell us on this lifestyle because that's what Sex and the City was sell us on being single in your 30s and 40s and now 50s if that's a show sell it and make it fucking fun Samantha was 50 at one point in the show and single and it was like well and Smith is always saying I'm 50 fucking 5 or whatever you know what I mean like she's flaunting her age almost yes yeah I want more of that from all of them and I get it that it's like maybe not easy and they're you know and they are showing that but I'm like okay cool we got those notes we got the notes that it is uh, not a breeze 
shirt. I get it. I do, the, the other thing I really hope that we can get back to, and I felt like this episode gave us like closer to that, is like comedy scenes that are pure comedy scenes, not funny jokes in a heavier scene. Like there used to be so many, like I just think about like Miranda was like, so like when she like called Steve to leave that voicemail like you know twenty years ago or whatever and she's like hi Steve <coughs> hi yeah. Steve um, like so just give us like and that was just a funny thing about her leaving a voicemail about a thing that like maybe was serious but wasn't heavy and I feel like we're getting a lot of like good jokes in heavier moments mm -hmm. like the cheese the cheese yeah moment. the cheese like of course but it's like but it's like what we're talking about like Miranda blowing up her life for maybe a, Carrie's boss um, and you know exactly realigning her exactly. identity and it's like the comedy is going to get us out of dark moments right and if you think about the comedy of Sex and the City it is very physical it's a lot of like Samantha running up the stairs in the pearl thong in New Jersey you, stuff, you know what I mean like and because they don't have Kim Cattrall, like, it's not going to be easy for them to find those moments. But Sarah Jessica Parker can land those. Not the same way, but, like, Gary can do a funny, physical thing. Like, it doesn't have to be sex, but it just has to be not, like, tackling the biggest issue. Like, it can just be, like, give us a funny scene of, like, you know... Carrie setting up her new apartment or like her re you know her old apartment again that is just like funny or like give us like Charlotte being a school mom that has not to do with her child being non-binary or whatever like but, like give us Charlotte shitting her pants in Mexico like give us one of those moments where it's like just funny and the comedy I think has been so like swift it's been like a moment a joke and then it's a back to serious yeah not been full scenes. I do hope they go there with that. I'm sure they will, but I'm kind of like, okay, and obviously they weren't going to get the same writers and whatever, but I just feel like there is, like, who said this? I think I was talking to Larry about this. He was like, I watched it all. The food has been incredible. So fabulous. So, so good. So good. Hope you catch a lot of fish. Because I hope you catch a lot of fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing to hear on a podcast. A, a true fisherman. Yes. Chef. A fisherman. Chef. A fisherman friend who, a friend of the pod, who fishes in New York. Fascinating. But yeah, I'm ready for some real comedy. Like, 100%. it was just like one of the things that, like, there are scenes that I, like, remember that I still, like, laugh if I watch again oh or God. think about that, like, it's just funny and, like, I don't care if it's super girly and super specific. Like, it was funny and that was, like, what made the show. Like, I thought, like, as much as the show was, like, real and, like, got in there about, like, specific topics that, like, haven't really been dealt with on TV, it was also just, like, a real comedy, too. Yeah. And I, there's something missing in the writer's room for comedy, 100%. I know many comedians who are available to write on the show. Uh, there is a season two. Uh, you know, name some names. Yep, yep. We'll be right here. We'll either be at Servos or we'll be in the writer's room. I think, like, thinking back of lines, like, you know, Samantha, like, the way they would handle it, you know, Charlotte being single and taking a tap dancing class. You know what I mean? Just, like, do more weird shit yeah. in New York. Like, every option is there for you. Right. Whatever. We'll see. I think that they could, they could pull it out. What else was I going to talk to? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else happened. It was like, oh my god, Carrie putting on that. It looked literally like Kabbalah bracelets. Oh, wait, I saw a point. It's a very little thing, but um, the actor who plays Seema's father. Oh my god, yes. Is also Thank god he brought the, that up. Like, bus the bus boy, boy. that like, yes. made out with Samantha when she got stood up at the yes. restaurant. But like, can we not? Like, I'm very happy for that man to have like sure. another job. But like, what, he's, I, he's been in many things. I've seen him in many things, and he's like a good actor. But like, what is this? The only like the non-white only man, man, man they knew. Yeah, the man they know. Like, know. Can we just like get a different actor? Like, are we supposed to be like, oh, just because Samantha's gone, everything that ever happened to her also didn't exist? Like, we remember that exactly. I was like, he's so familiar, but I was like, but he's in a lot of stuff. And then I like I saw the every Sex in the City uh, yes. outfit. Instagram posted yes. and I was like, oh my god. Well, and I'm like, was that intentional to make us do this? To make us be like, oh my god, that guy. Because I don't know that like everyone would have noticed that without like the, the press around yes. it. Or was that literally, oh, we know a guy, you know what I mean? Like it felt like that. Whatever. It did. Sometimes the choice is I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever you need to do. I don't know. Overall, I think finding a groove, that is how I would describe this one. And this felt like hopefully a bridge to the rest of the season being more of what we're comfortable with and less of like every issue getting brought up is like a whole thing and it's darker. Like the de- we're, we're moving on from big stuff. Like right. We're getting, I would love to see Carrie Deet. I don't know if we will. I think we will. Well, <laughs> I've talked about this on the pod. I was an extra in one episode. I don't know that I'll be filmed because I was so not acting. I was just literally there as a journalist to observe. And that is what I did. And the scene, I think it'll be in next week's episode, was Carrie talking about a date. So okay. hopefully that. I know that was here on said date. I hope we do. I'm worried that it's going to be this like false start for her. Where she's going to get on Tinder and then they're going to be like, Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, or something like, like that. I'm like left on, 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 like something like awful, awful, awful words. Yes. Yeah, I hope that that comes to fruition, and that will, I think, bring a little bit of levity to things. Yes. Because right now she's just like a widow who like doesn't have sex and doesn't want love and doesn't want. She's just like, like hung up and like. Yeah, and like fair, but right, absolutely. Gotta, but gotta, it's like you wrote that, so. You yes. have to deal with it. Yes. You have to solve. You have to solve your own problem. Exactly. Show. I hope that, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing like the seams too much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm seeing where they're struggling to write something. I'm seeing where there's you know, where Willie Garson was supposed to be, or where whatever. And I think it's going to be maybe probably kind of obvious where they've edited out big stuff. And it's just like I feel bad that they were up against so much, but it sucks. I feel like it kind of takes me out of the, the ride when I'm yeah. like, oh, this was, this was why this was this why. And like you said, with production and everything, it's just like it's unavoidable and it's not their fault. And I will give them that. I'm not not deducting points for it, but I hope that it gets easier to kind of be a little more seamless. Well, this has been a goddamn pleasure. I mean, and this is still another course. Oh, we so. have a course coming. This was an absolute dream. Thank to you. talk about Sex and the City over martinis and like 
free clams. The is only way you're supposed to do it. How it should be done. Absolutely. It's so funny, I was talking to like my friend David about this, where it was like, you know, when I was like doing the tour and like when, like, what, like, the audience needed, like, me to be, where they were like, you're living the show, you're whatever. Yes. I know it's like some days you feel like, hey, bitch, that's not it. Yeah, you're like, I'm out of laundry and, exactly. like, I don't know, I have my period and everything is terrible. Exactly, and then some days you're like, you're actually, like, oh, it's fucking fun. And yeah, it is, it is, and it is the show. Yeah, it is the show. It is a joke. That is a, one other point. I feel like in Sex and the City, it was always like, oh no, that would happen. Yeah. That would fully fucking happen. And I don't think I'm feeling this that much in that I'm not show. feeling it as much. And it's probably because, I mean, in like, you know, the history books, they say they would pick up all of the writers in this van, most of them living downtown, and then drive them to Queens, and they would just take notes on the shit that was going on in their dating life, whatever, yes. and that began the show. Yes. And I don't think that I don't they're, think they're doing that now. anything they're like, from reality. No, they're just like, what if... Trans. And you're like, oh god. <laughs> Literally, what if trans? What if trans? What if Indian? Like, what yes. if black professor? Yeah. What like, if dead? Yeah. Like, that's what they're doing right now, and I want it to get to more like, oh my god, I'm 55 and I went on a date with a guy who's 32, and holy shit, do I have so much to talk to you about? Yes, like, that's what yes, I want it to be. Yes, yes. I, I think they'll get there. I'm ready for it. I mean, that seems like a season two to me. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, thank you so much. Oh my God. And I'm excited for our trigger. Yeah. Pleasure and oh, honor. What a dream. Pleasure. Yeah.